0: Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm absolutely blessed and grateful to be here with my friend, Adam Eulery. Adam, how are you, sir?
1: Hey, Tyler. I'm awesome, man. And thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: Hey man, it's an absolute pleasure and anytime I get the opportunity to, you know, maybe it's an excuse to hang out with you, I I always take that. So thanks again for taking time.
1: Hey, I appreciate
0: it. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. Well, with that said, I want to welcome Elevate Nation back to the show because, you know, this is the time where we're going to take it to another level. We're going to raise the bar. I want to welcome you back because it's our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. This is the show where you learn the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, tools, the strategies, and so, so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits so you can do the same or even more for yourself. Don't limit yourself. The sky is not the limit. There's, there's really no limit. And this is a masterclass for those leaders who are looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through their real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And. And I want to just make a quick housekeeping note, if you will, you know, if you're appreciating what we're doing, please subscribe to the show, give us a rating, a five-star review, you know, give us the specifics of what kind of, you know, what tactics, what kind of psychology have you applied to your own life to really elevate your own results? We want to know. So uh, with that said, I want to go ahead and introduce Adam Eulery here. And uh, he has 18 years of technology business experience helping teams in multiple industries solve tough business problems as a skilled consultant coach and servant leader with a focus on business agility adam serves his clients to achieve exceptional business outcomes adam is a conference speaker and is active in the agile business community also adam helps busy professionals put their money to work through multifamily real estate investing adam is focused on raising capital and putting people in deals together so everyone wins Adam loves to educate people on financial concepts and a wealth mindset and co-host tech guys who invest podcasts to get his message out. And it's an awesome show. It's super fun to uh, to sit down with with Adam and uh, Kevin on their their show there. Last and most importantly to Adam, he is a true family man. He loves spending time outdoors with his wife and two daughters. So Adam, man, it's, uh, it's really a pleasure to sit down with you and I can't wait to dig in and get to know you further. So With that said, will you introduce yourself to Elevate Beyond the Bio? Uh,
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Tyler. I appreciate that. That's a a great intro for me to to start with. Um, You know, I'd say beyond that, um, I'm a a man trying to break out of an average life into an extraordinary one. And um, I know a lot of your guests, I feel like, are, are extraordinary uh, already. And, and there are a lot of highly successful people that you and I both know who um, are what we would consider to be very far along that path. I consider myself someone who is taking that journey now. I'm in the midst of escaping an average life and breaking into an extraordinary one. And that's kind of why I described it that way.
0: That's amazing. I mean, I, can't, I couldn't be more inspired by what you're saying there because, you know, there has to be a moment where you make that decision. You know, that decision that, you know what, I'm not going to be average. Uh, I'm not going to live that average life. And, you know, when 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 I hear, you know, you hear it so much, it's like, hey, you know, the middle class this or the middle class that. And it's interesting because that's where the majority of people are and, and many feel blessed to be in that in that place. And perhaps, you know, there are many that, that should feel that way and, and you should be grateful at any moment in your life, but you can also strive for more. And, you know, I'm really inspired by what you're saying there, because anyone who's listening to this podcast can make that decision themselves to say, you know what, I might have, you know, an average kind of lifestyle or maybe even below average or maybe even slightly above average, but I want something more. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to be grateful at the same time. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to enjoy your life while you do that. But uh, with that long-winded kind of monologue response there, I'd be curious to know when, when did you make that decision and, and how? You know, what, what, what emotions did you feel at that moment or was it a process to get there? I always like to say, did you draw a line in the sand? And if so, when was that?
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. And a lot of what you just said there relates to me personally. I I was an average or maybe slightly above average person in my assessment for uh, quite, quite a long time. And before that, I would say below average <laughs> in a lot of ways. And, um, and so it was, it, it is something anyone could do. I think that's something, a message that I want to get out there. Uh, and I'm an example of that. You know, I'm just a normal guy who is trying to be extraordinary. And um, about four years ago, I think is the answer to your question. A friend of mine turned me on to a a little book named Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And we were having a conversation about, you know, I I was talking about wanting to to do something more and uh, my interest in in maybe trying to find a business to invest in in the future or something like that. Totally feeling like this was Out of reach, she mentioned that book. I read that book and it just changed my life. It's funny how, if you read this book and you haven't read it, how simple it is, yeah, but so powerful if you actually process it and take the time to understand what it's teaching you. The one of the reasons that was so powerful to me in such a defining moment is because it kind of lifted the filter off for me, opened my eyes and that began my education forward so i would see that as kind of my starting point
0: are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life your business your real estate portfolio your cash flow your deal opportunities your access to opportunities your network this year well if that's you then i invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because i'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. That's amazing. And I can totally relate. I remember when I read that book, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And it also caused me to you know, think, man, there was a lot of information given to me that may have not been the right information or the information that would create the life that maybe I was meant to have. Um, you know, trading your time for money only and, you know, going to school and get good grades and getting a good job and, you know, riding off into the sunset when you're 65 and a half and, you know, <laughs> hopefully your 401k lasts you until you're 81.3 or whatever right. <laughs> and, you know, dying broke. And that's what everyone, you know, has really been kind of taught through this system. But I, I agree when you read that book, it's a total like mindset shift that totally can change the trajectory of your life. So I'd be curious to know you know, what were the emotions that you felt when you learned really what seems now looking back to be such simple concepts, but what did you feel at that moment?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting, Tyler, because I went through kind of a progression, you know, it wasn't all at once. I realized what was happening to me, but the emotions I was feeling at that time were this discovery, this excitement about discovery. Of something new. And you know how when you hear or, or uh, f- discover something that seems too good to be true and you're mm-hmm. just thinking, hey, could this really be real? I mean, it couldn't be, right? Because wouldn't I have heard of this? Right. A lot of that was going through my head. And it, it definitely took time uh, for me to get further along. I did begin an education process, but for quite some time, I had that Could this be real? I want to discover. I want to find out if Adam's capable of this. Could I really be wealthy one day? And could I really break out of the middle class and away from what I have held to be where I belong for quite a long time? Yeah. It was a evolution, you know, a growth. And I'll be, I'll be completely honest: the growth continues. You know, I continue to break through mental barriers that only I have placed on myself. Right? Am I good enough for this? What could I achieve? How, how much can I do? Right? I want to maximize my life and live the best life I possibly can. Where are my boundaries? Right? So I'm still pushing through self-limiting beliefs and inner fears and those chains that are kind of holding me. They're just different now. I would never even be able to have that conversation if I didn't discover that book four years ago.
0: It was almost like the beginning of your journey, right? That's the way it feels. What do you say to those who maybe they're on their own journey and they're, maybe they're kind of midway through and they're, 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 they remember that mindset shift of maybe it was a, you know, rich dad, poor dad read, or maybe there was something else that kind of opened their mind to the fact that, you know, anything is possible for them. You know, maybe like the questions that you even said, it's like, could this be real? Could I actually be wealthy one day? Could I actually be more than the middle class? You know, I think at some point, you know, many people come to the realization that there's much more out there for them, but then perhaps fear stops them in their tracks. I mean, Have you experienced that yourself? And if so, you know, what would you say to others who are experiencing that?
1: All the time um, and push through it, find a way to push through it that works for you. I will say anything is possible. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. You have to decide for yourself that you can, and you have to start to learn how your mind works and places those Constraints on you, so that you can break through them. A couple things that help—they, I think—they help everyone. They certainly helped me. One is surround yourself with a higher level person. So it's why I love hanging out with people like you, Tyler, and guests we have on our podcast have really opened my eyes. I, I never had access to, to billionaires and and multimillionaires and super successful people before that. Um, but we've had some on the show and I've had the pleasure of interacting with them. Surround yourself with those people. They will validate some of the things that you think is this real or is this just kind of, you know, some fluffy idea. Um, they will give you things to challenge yourself that you never thought of. They'll reinforce how the wealthy think and how successful people think and that'll help you. Um, so the other thing I was going to mention, I said a couple of things. The other thing would be educate yourself, but we're talking about breaking through barriers. We're talking about being limited by fear. So find some educational sources that that will help you learn about that. You know, I read a few books on it and... Um, I talked to a few people who are experts in the area and and just do things like that. listen to some podcasts, like elevate <laughs> and tech guys and, uh, who
0: invest.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, absolutely. You know, educate yourself. that'll help you start to break through some of that.
0: I love it. And you know one of the things that you keep coming back to or you've you've really highlighted, I thought so thoughtfully was just the fact that the growth continues. And just because you've made some progress doesn't mean you need to rest on your laurels. And that's, you know, one of the things that and I don't know if you would agree with this, but you know, the reason why I became so obsessed with personal growth is that, you know, I found the real estate industry to be pretty challenging. After I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I said, Hey, this sounds great. Let's do this. I'm going to go acquire assets. And you know, the first investment I ever made, it was like, "Whoa, this is not <laughs> as easy as it sounded." <laughs> right. <laughs> so then I'm like, "How do I build a team? How do I find the resources? How do I develop my own, you know, capacity to withstand, uh, you know, stress and and uncertainty and all these different things?" So then I was like, "Man, I got to get every single book I can." because I've got to, you know, rise above these challenges and capture, you know, larger opportunities, you know, and it's interesting, because it almost seems like that journey did begin with with Robert Kiyosaki's, you know, rich dad, poor dad as well. And, and it just continues. So what I would say is there's always another level, there's always another level for you to, to rise, you know, higher and to really to create a life that you want and your life outcomes that you want always changes too. But um, I just wanted to make those mentions, you know, a few things that I would also kind of go back to with you, you know, I, I haven't really discussed this much on the show yet, but I'd be curious to know, you know, when you were a kid back in the day, you know, was there a moment where you realized that maybe you were an entrepreneur? Was there, a, was there an experience that you had that you were, maybe you were creating some value in the world that was being realized?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I always wanted to, be an entrepreneur i always wanted to own my own business at the same time uh for a lot of my life i i had this uh kind of a glitch where i felt like if i wasn't going to be immediately good at something i wouldn't try it so that was a deep seated fear of failure right and i it was like wow if i'm not you know if i'm not highly confident i will be a superstar at this i'm not going to put myself out there uh, i you know i have, am trying hard now to grow past that, and I wish I had identified it earlier and been able to push through it even even younger i I really believe that prevented me from doing this earlier, um, but you know obviously I'm pushing through it now with the real estate, and um yeah i I had always some part of me wanted it
0: I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people do not take action because they fear failure or they you know they want to chase perfection and only perfection oh, and they're yeah. not willing to be a beginner you know one of the things that i had to do when starting this podcast and i'm not claiming to be this person who always you know you know uh, takes action past that failure or that fear of failure but you know when i started the podcast it was like man I don't know what I'm doing half the time, you know. <laughs> I uh, I got to figure this out the way, you know, the way that we go through this and I just think maybe it's a reminder for everyone to just take action and be willing to, you know, to look silly, you know, to look dumb. The only person that really cares that much is you and your own inner mind, your own inner voice. Um, you know, nobody else is really paying that much attention. So just take action and be willing to be a beginner. So that's great. So was there a moment in your childhood that you were able to, you know, be creative, uh, and kind of create value or it was just an intention that you thought maybe one day you would take action on. Uh, but you know what you talked about in terms of, I don't know if I want to do this.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. A couple of small examples when I was really young of where I, we tried to start a little business, you know, I tried to try to, uh, this is kind of funny. I probably haven't talked about this in 35 years or more. <laughs> That's awesome. Me and a a friend got an idea that we could take toothpicks and dip them in cinnamon oil and then sell those kind of like a candy or something, you know, like something for kids to sort of chew on. And, um, and so we tried to start a little business (laughs) doing that. That's great. Yeah, we sold a few, so that was okay. Um, you know, and then like, just, just what other kids would do, like with the lemonade stand and that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, a couple little things like that, very small when I was really young and honestly, not much past that. Then Mm -hmm. all through the rest of, all through the rest of my childhood, it was more of a, a traditional route through school, you know, go to college at some point and, um, and then graduate college and get the job and all of that. So I kind of fell into that rat race, Yeah, which is funny because that is now what I'm trying to break out of is the rat race, right? Yes that So is, yeah, it's, so it's I've got a lot of, a lot of conditioning and a lot of training that occurred throughout my entire schooling, including college, especially college that I need to unbreak now, like unlearn and train.
0: Yes. I think a process of learning is unlearning in my opinion, yeah. you know, especially with, you know, our world, I feel like there's, there's so much conditioning um, that's inappropriate for really thriving in today's world. And that's what I hope that this show really helps people do is recognize that there's more of an opportunity than just kind of the average, you know, public education that we all receive, or even even private education. I mean, at times, you know, so uh, I, I just really honor what you just said there. Um, but, you know, I appreciate you playing full out on that. I want to do a quick uh, transition um, kind of slightly into kind of what's happening for you today. I mean, obviously, we're talking about you kind of coming up and, and recognizing the fact that maybe there's some more opportunities here. You identified real estate and having a tech background, I think, is really cool to be able to kind of tie that in. And obviously, where the world's going. I mean, it's all about technology. It's all about, you know, how you can operate within that technology from a psychological perspective as well. How can you, you know, withstand all of this information and really act on it and not get analysis paralysis? But that's my long-winded way of asking you, You know, as a tech guy, what would you say as you know, an individual who's growing a real estate business, is there a piece of technology that's most important to the growth of your real estate business? And, and if so, what would that be?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. A piece of technology, <laughs> The funny thing is when you're bootstrapping something, you just kind of rely on common tools. So, you know, the things I would mention are free. They're probably pretty well known. Almost anyone can access them. And so it's not going to astound anyone or impress anyone <laughs> with, with some new tool, but things like Trello, Slack, yep. you know, obviously all of Google's drive docs, slides technology with, you know, using that, um, using that blockchain technology behind the scenes to make it so you can collaborate in real time and see each other's updates and watch each other drag things around. That's, that's super beneficial when you're trying to collaborate. And, um, so really those kind of tools are, are what I'm finding most useful. They help you get it bootstrapped now we we do use a, an IMS system to help investors be able to see their investments log in. They have a portal uh, they can see the performance of their investments and track their history and all of that I mean that that 's really awesome, but you certainly don 't start there
0: yeah, for sure, and what i 'm hearing from you really at the end of the day it 's like what what pieces of technology can we layer onto our business that can help collaboration and improve? communication, and just, you know, really working together. Communication is key.
1: Things like Zoom here where we're able to just see each other's face. I teach my clients this in my day job. Use, use video chats, right? If you're remotely distributed, use anything you can to make it feel more like you're in the room because yep. there are facial cues. Most of your communication is through body language, And the more you can bring that in and make it feel like the person's in the room, the more effective your communication is, the more effective your collaboration is going to be, and then your outcomes are going to be even better.
0: I totally agree with that. And if you have the opportunity to watch this on YouTube, you should definitely do that because you can see really the the body language. You can see the facial recognition. You can really read so much more about really what Adam's saying through this. And I think it's such a great takeaway. I actually had a recent experience where you know I really needed to get in front of a client and we really needed to have a discussion rather than texting, rather than emailing and having phone calls, which we had done plenty of, you know, over the past six months as we're trying to get a deal done. And I recognized that, you know what, we just need to sit down and look face to face with each other. And, and I need to really communicate with them how important it is for them to make a decision at this point, because I was having this challenge that they weren't doing, you know, they weren't really doing anything. They were having some analysis paralysis. And it was so interesting because as I sat down with them and we just had a conversation, we were able to move from no action to action. And it was just a great reminder that it is, this is such a personal business. And so whatever you can do to make your technology allow the personal aspects, you know, come come out a little bit further is so important.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Face-to-face is huge. I mean, it is the most effective
0: form of communication. I could not agree more. So obviously with that said, you know, with you having, you know, a day job, in addition to really scaling a business with your team, your real estate team. I'd be curious to know, I mean, you were talking about constantly growing and, you know, being on this path now for, for four years or so in terms of your own growth, your own evolution, evolving into someone who can be beyond extraordinary and continuing to, to push past those limits. How do you fit education in your life? Because it seems like that's something that's so important for you.
1: It is. It's very important to me. Uh, some ways I fit it in are I, I make it a priority, first of all. So I dedicate time to it, which probably says more than anything, right? Because that's yeah. the most valuable resource we have. Right. Uh, so I, I make time, meaning I schedule time. Um, an example, I'm, I'm going to PodFest in a week. So nice. I scheduled time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But I'll learn a ton that week in addition to some awesome networking and other, other value I'll receive from it. There's going to be education that happens there. So, schedule time for it. Also, um, the money, you know, in, invest. I budget for it. So, a portion of my budget does go to continuing education and the personal growth. Same example, really, PodFest or any other type of event I would go to. Um, I'm willing to spend money to continue to increase my my knowledge. Books are a fantastic example. I Well, I do support my local library, so... <laughs> I got to tell you that, but, uh, I buy books all the time as well. Love that. Um, so, you know, those are a few ways that I do it. It is super important to me. I, uh, I think that is probably the, probably the best way to just maximize who you can be is to continue to educate yourself.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And, you know, even somebody, it's just a great example of somebody who's, you know, really, you have a tight calendar, you have a tight schedule with so many different responsibilities, but you still show up so, you know, with so much presence and so much, you know, happiness, really. I mean, because many people in your shoes would just feel like they've been run ragged. And they're like, man, I don't really want to read a book. I don't (laughs) really want to go to PodFest or whatever it may be. Um, so what would you say to those? I mean, what would you say to those folks who just feel like, man, they don't have enough time and it's like, yeah, I get it. I could schedule it. Uh, and I can invest more, but I'd rather go on vacation or I'd rather just relax tonight.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that gets back to your motivation. Honestly, I really think you have to have a strong why. So if you haven't spent time and sat down and thought about, what do I want in life? And where would I like to be near the end, right? What would I like to look back on my life and say I have accomplished? It doesn't even have to be financial. I mean, it could be more about your relationship with your family. In fact, that's a huge part of mine. Um, You know, it could be about your faith or it could just, you know, be, be about anything that's important to you where would i like to be and then from that kind of identify okay well why what's important to me what do my values look like from there you can get to something that's very important to you that's a big why right and then you can talk talk to yourself about what steps you need to take to get there and that keep that fresh review that periodically update it as it changes but find a way to come up with something that is really important to you that you can work hard towards and really commit to moving towards. And that will, that will help you get there. You know, like I think people who just kind of go through the motions and they find themselves sitting on the couch, flipping on the TV. And that's how, because they're exhausted from work because they just get up and they go in and they go through the routine. That is really sad to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, they have a wasted potential. So if they would just spend a little time working on themselves and how they can maximize their life, what they want for their life, it will motivate them and they won't do that every night. Doing that every every once in a while is probably okay, but let's not do that every night.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if, you're, if your why is strong enough, you know you'll do anything. And if you yeah. can really tie your emotions and really you know, one thing I think is so important is to not only tie your emotions for your inspiration of what's possible, but then also to tie your emotions to what would happen if you didn't take action and to really realize that, you know what, there's also a downside here. And if you're not willing to do what it takes and, you know, create additional effort and, you know, not not create additional effort, but take, you know, additional massive action and put yourself in some discomfort, then, you know, there's, there's some downside and it's not just for yourself. It's for other people around you who are depending on you. And I think all of us have that. All of us have people that are depending on us, whether it's for our own inspiration or our own reference point or otherwise. I mean, I just think it's, it's so, so important. And most people, um, I feel like haven't gone through this exercise to discover their own why. So what I would like to ask to you is, you know, how did you discover your own and tell us a little bit about what your, you know, kind of purpose is and your overall driving force?
1: Okay, that's a good question. I, I sat down and I went through, um, I went through kind of a little routine that I have, uh, that I discovered from someone I follow. And it helped me just kind of step through some questions to reflect on what I wanted and, um, and some goals I would have. And it asked some questions like if you could have anything in the world and knew you could get it, what would that look like? You know, um, in an ideal scenario, looking back on your life at a, at the end, whatever age that is, you know, what would your life look like? You know, those kinds of things. Yeah, I spent the time to do that and go through it. Um, Who are the people that you, care about who are you living for right those kind of things and and that kind of helped me clarify and focus what it is now for me my ultimate why is freedom i call it a freedom lifestyle i just kind of made that up it was a term that kind of resonated with me it took a few iterations you know i wrote something down i'm like well that, but that's not the real thing behind why do i want that thing you know why do i want to be wealthy well, because, um, because I don't want to have to go do something I don't feel like doing just because I think I need to do it to pay the bills. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's not really wealthy I want there. It's more like, you know, freedom from, uh, that's freedom of money, I guess, maybe. Uh, or I don't want to be in a certain location that I need to be in because someone says I need to be there, but I don't feel like being away from my family. That's mm-hmm. freedom of location. Um, freedom of time. And I'm like, this is all a, a freedom lifestyle that I'm after. Right. That's awesome. So that's kind of what I came up with. And I mean, for me, freedom is the ultimate, it's the ultimate why to me. Um, that that's, that's
0: my big one. That's great. I think it's just important for everyone to go through that process. And, you know, think about if you were sitting on your rocking chair, like, you know, Tony Robbins calls it the rocking chair test. And you're looking back on your life and you're saying, Hey, you know, this is this is who I am. And this is who I've become. And these are the things that I created in my life. You know, what does that look like? It's different for everybody. So, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely go through that process and see what comes out for you and see if you can drive some additional inspiration to get uncomfortable and face the unknowns. Face the uncertainty and do what it takes to create that, because no one's going to do it for you. Um, you know, with all that said, um, Adam, I'd love to know. You know, to create that type of freedom lifestyle, in my opinion, you've got to cultivate the appropriate habits, because habits are what governs our life. It's what cre- it's what creates our identity. It's what creates our character. You know, which then ultimately shapes how our life you know turns out at the end. So I'd love to know. You know, what are some habits that are really creating that freedom lifestyle for you?
1: There's something called the saver's routine, how Elrod invented that. And um, Miracle Morning, I believe, is the book that, that spelled out the saver's routine. Silence, affirmation, uh, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing. I do that routine regularly. I try to do it every day. Sometimes I'll have a day where I miss, but most days I do. it. And I have found this to be a, just an unbelievable kind of an unlocker, <laughs> right? It, it just, it's one of those habits. And if you repeat it and you get into the groove, it becomes a habit. Um, and it's one of those things that I have found really does, somehow improve my effectiveness and help me get what I'm after and help me get my day started right. So I do this in the morning. I'll get up in the morning and um, I'll do it for a few minutes. He says in there there, you know, you can do it for 10 minutes for each one of those, or if you don't have that time, you could do a couple minutes for each one. So I'll adjust how long I do each one sometimes depending on the schedule, but even just getting the two minute one in there, it just starts my day off right. And I know that when I'm done with that and I start my day, I'm off to work or wherever I'm going. I just feel so much better having done that. And it also helps me kind of focus on how I'm going to be productive that day. Because what I do is I I sort of incorporate into the scribe part. I'll incorporate um, talking about what I want to achieve that day. So I'll sort of write to myself almost like what I would like to achieve that day. Um, And I'll, I'll say a few positive things in there. Like today is going to be such an awesome day. I'm going to make the most of my life today. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring positivity to everyone around me today. You know, some of those kind of things while I'm writing. And then I'll also write what I'm grateful for, which I got that from Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So that's all part of my scribe. You know, today I'm grateful for my wife, Judy, and my daughter, Savannah and Angelica, you know, or or whatever. And um, just taking those moments at the beginning of the day, man,
0: it's huge. Yeah, I could not have said it any better myself. And, you know, really what, what I see and how I distill all of that is it's a, it goes back to Tony Robbins again is what he talks about is your state equals your story and your story equals your strategy. And when you can put yourself into a state of, hey, you know what, today's going to be an awesome day. I'm going to create, you know, goodness for the people around me. And, you know, I'm just excited about my day and I'm grateful for these things that I have in my life. You create this energy and this emotion within your body, within your physiology that then turns into your strategy. You start acting out, you know, more appropriate things that draw, you know, what you want into your world. So it's no secret and it's no, you know, it's no surprise that you're creating that, you know, by that compound effect of doing that on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It
0: definitely has improved the quality of my life. That's awesome. So from, you know, we're talking, you know, the, the things that are working for you, tell me about some of the things in the past, you know, maybe even it's been over the past four years that maybe haven't worked for you. What, what type of failures have you experienced and what have you learned from that?
1: Yeah. You know, Tyler, that's a great question. I think one of the biggest for me is negative self-talk. And, mm-hmm. and negativity, actually, kind of a negative mindset. I used to have a little bit of a kind of a negative uh, sense of humor even, right? Where my humor was about kind of tearing somebody else down. Um, and even if it's funny and it's not meant to be necessarily cruel or mean, it, it is still negative, right? So changing that and, and turning it to be positive, the negative self-talk, that was a big one for me. And yep. I still battle that, honestly, I'm way better than I used to be because I actively work on it. But I used to just be really mean to myself inside.
0: I think all of us are. We're meaner to ourselves than we are to anyone else. I mean, it's, I don't think you ever get over that, but what are your, I mean, I know you, you just mentioned you're still working on that. I mean, yeah. how are you trying to overcome that on a consistent basis?
1: You know, I, I think one of the most effective tools I've found for me is raising your awareness of it. It's also very difficult, but you can start to do that and catch yourself. So become aware of when it's happening. When you notice you're doing that, stop it. Just choose. It's as easy as that. Like, just say, I I choose not to do that inside your mind, right? Um, if you want to take it a step further, you can turn it positive and, and think, all right, well, what would I tell a coworker who I really like? What would I tell them? Hey man, yeah. it's okay. You can, that's all right. Everyone makes mistakes. Oh, you'll learn from that. Hey man, that's a growth opportunity. Like don't take it that hard. Yeah. How can you grow from that? Well, why don't I do that to me, right? Yes. So that would be the next step.
0: I love that. Yeah, I, 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 did a, um, I read a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by a man named Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's an absolutely fantastic book. And, you know, what he talks about in the book is essentially, you know, human beings are addicted to the emotions that we feel on a consistent basis. And most of us perhaps are aware that we have about 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. And that 95% of those thoughts are really, you know, repetitive on a daily basis. And thoughts equal your emotions, which can be felt in your body. And your body is really keeping itself safe by feeling these emotions, by feeling this negativity. And, you know, one that shows up for me is fear. And it's fear of uncertainty or the unknown or whatever it may be. And, you know, I notice these feelings. And it's so interesting because he can make a pattern interrupt through, you know, some of the meditations that he teaches And really can get deep into your soul through kind of changing your brainwaves. And it sounds crazy to even talk about, but you can go deep in there and say, hey, change. It's time to change. So when you experience that fear, fear, maybe there's another emotion that you're experiencing within your own life. Through that negative self-talk, if you can interrupt that pattern and say, you know what? My body is addicted to this emotion, but it doesn't have to be that way. So now that you're conscious and you're changing your thoughts and saying, you know what, I want to be addicted to a more inspired emotion. It's not easy. Is it a path that, you know, you do one time and it totally transforms your life? No. But are you committed? how committed are you do you want to live that freedom lifestyle so i just found that to be fascinating
1: i love it i it's, i love what you said there and so much of that is reinforced through other sources that i've read i haven't read that book i'm i'm going to get that one and, and check that out
0: i saw you um, taking notes there i like yeah, that yeah
1: absolutely but um yeah that that is the brain is so powerful it's super fascinating when you start to learn how powerful it is subconsciously. So replacing negativity with positivity has been huge for me. I really intentionally try to be as positive as possible. And it doesn't leave room for the negative. You know, you're not, it's hard to be
0: negative when you're positive, when you're smiling,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you can't have, you can't be grateful and fearful at the same time. Right. So, how can you hack that system by putting in more gratitude and all these other, you know, concepts that we talk about so much? But I'd love to know, you know, you've changed your mind on being negative, right? You've changed your mind on those thought processes. I'd be curious to know, is there anything else that you've changed your mind on substantially lately?
1: There is. I'm still working on this, but I have recently changed my mind on trading time for money.
0: Still Uh, working on it.
1: I'm working on it because I'll notice I'll still have a tendency to do some things myself that I don't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of catch myself and say, why don't I just pay someone to do that? And that is, that is something that it kind of ties to some of those deep seated beliefs that I had in the past about money, having more of this saver mindset, the scarcity mindset than the abundance mindset that I've learned to take on. Uh, So, you know, when I feel that creeping in, I'll, I'll, try and catch myself and ask myself, hey, you know, is this something I should be paying someone else to do? Is this a low value task or a high value task for me? Should I be trading my time for this or should I be trading my money to get this done? So that, that's definitely one that recently I've made quite a bit of progress on.
0: If you don't mind, I'd love to dig into the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset sure. uh, just a little bit more because I think it's something that you know most of us are conditioned to have more of a scarcity mindset to say, well, you know, there's a limited amount of resources in the world, there's a limited amount of you know things to go around, money to go around, resources, whatever it may be. So, I mean, how does that stand out for you? And and what what would you say is the difference between the scarcity and the abundance mindset?
1: I think the the scarcity mindset is this deep-seated belief that there there isn't enough to go around and I need to win at the expense of someone losing and the way to get more uh one of the ways to get more is to um kind of like save and and not spend and and sort of uh build up accumulate what I need and um and Yeah, I think that kind of sums that piece up. Now, the abundance mindset, on the other hand, says it's the opposite of that. It says there is enough to go around. There are more than enough resources to go around. Uh, Humans have life value. And we create and we determine what is valuable. And therefore, there's an infinite amount of value because we actually determine what that is. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything can be win-win. You can win and your friends can win and no one has to lose. You can be I creative totally and find a way to do it. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I would sum that up.
0: No, it's huge. Um, you know, this is one that we have to continue to cultivate our own thought process on. And I know I do because at times it's, you, you think, well, that doesn't logically make sense. You know, you've got to think that the world has only a limited amount of oil or gold or commodities or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and but uh, you know the interesting thing is you know if you think about technology as an example think about the infinite amount of value that a new technology that's very you know resourceful for you know or in demand or creates new demand that we start to find. And it's like, wow, this creates this whole new industry that didn't exist before. And actually, another thing was, I was listening to uh, this uh, very wise man, Naval Ravikant. Uh, He was actually on a podcast recently, and he was talking about this concept. And he says, you know what, we could go out and tap a an asteroid for additional resources, if we need it as an example, and that's just a, it's a, it's an example of like, Hey, just because it doesn't exist here, doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the ether or whatever you want to say. I mean, you can create anything that then creates more value for someone else. So, um, you know, I hope that I'm not going in too many circles on this, but, uh, it's something that I think we all have to remind ourselves is that, you know, you can, you can be so much more if you just accept the fact that everything's limitless.
1: Yeah. And, a practical way this plays out in multifamily investing is when you put a team together and you all go after something that's bigger than what you could have, you know, gotten by yourself This is great, and the team wins, right? So now I'm thinking, hey, there's enough for all of us or, and even if it's, hey, I don't get all of the thing, but I get a, enough for me and my friends get enough for them. We all win on this. And, um, you know, thinking like that, like how can we get more for all of us, it sort of unlocks your ability to do that, to create value in the universe, and, um, and it, it rips off those limiting constraints, I think
0: it's such a great example. And one of the ways that, you know, what you're talking about is essentially partnering and or syndication, you know, because right. when you pull your resources together, you can do so many bigger things. And, you know, one concept that really strikes me on that conversation is 0% of zero is zero. Right. right. So do you want to put yourself in the opportunity of leveraging each other? And another way that I look at that type of concept is, you know, if you fly across the country on a plane, for the most part, unless you're a billionaire or whatever, you're probably flying commercial, right? And you're leveraging your resources with someone else and with Mm -hmm. many other people to go across the country or across the planet, you know, for a less price than it would be to fly a private jet. And so it's just another example of like, hey, we can create so much more together and adding value to others and thinking of, hey, well, what's the outcome here? And how can we create value in real estate? That's why we love real estate is because you can go in and add value, which improves the lives of residents or occupants and, or, you know, employees, and then also creates more value for investors. So I I love that concept.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's what it all boils down to Tyler is the abundance mindset. It helps you to think creatively how you can add value. How can I add value to this world? And the scarcity mindset Not so much. You're thinking more about like, you know, how can I just get, get what I need? And that's
0: all you're thinking about, right? It's true. That's why I love, you know, entrepreneurship and being in business is because if you create more value for someone, you know, if you have more impact for someone else, your income is going to go up. And then as that income rises, which is your vehicle towards creating the freedom lifestyle, which is exactly what we're talking about in the show, And, uh, man, I couldn't have, I could not have said it better myself. I I really appreciate that. I want to, uh, I want to do a quick transition in here to our rapid fire section. I mean, this, this conversation, we could probably go on for hours and hours and hours, but I want to be (laughs) respectful of your time. Uh, we're going to transition into the rare air questionnaire because you know, what you're doing is you're pushing the limits and you're entering into that rare air and we're scaling that mountaintop and, and guess what, across the Valley, there's, there's several other mountains for us to scale. And I'm sure there will be many more after that, but I want to continue to push the limits for you or with you, Adam. Uh, you talked to me a little bit about books earlier and how reading is so important to you. Are there two or three books that you'd point to that have been extremely important to you along your path?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, the most impactful book I'd have to say is the Bible. That definitely changed my life and impacted my life in many ways. Um, so, so that's definitely, uh, number one, uh, rich dad, poor dad, which I mentioned earlier, although simple, I have to say that it is one of the most important books I've read because it was the, it was the gateway to me discovering all the things we've been talking about on this podcast. And I never would have met you, Tyler, if I didn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't have Tech Guys Who Invest podcast if I didn't read that. I wouldn't be investing in multifamily real estate right now. Um, so that's a huge one. And there's another one I read not too long after that, that really opened up my mind and completely changed my mindset. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker. Oh, man, that completely showed me how wealthy people think. And that's another one where the first time I read it, I was thinking, I wonder if this could be really the way (laughs) wealthy people think. And the more people I've interviewed and talked to and had the pleasure of getting to know
0: who are wildly successful, the more I realize that is how they think. That's amazing. And you know, you mentioned a phrase there that I found so intriguing. You mentioned gateway to discovery, like these books were a gateway to your own discovery. So maybe this is an opportunity for Elevate Nation to really take a step back and say, hey, what is my curiosity telling me to look into? What is my curiosity telling me to, you know, learn more about? And is that perhaps your own gateway of discovery? So I think that's so exciting. And, and, you know, I think there's always an opportunity like our conversation to me is a new gateway for discovery. I mean, I'm sitting here taking notes and saying, hey, I want to follow up on that. I want to know more about that. So maybe Elevate Nation is doing the same thing. What is your gateway uh, to discovery right now? I love it. That's awesome, Tyler. I want, to pre- I, want to, uh, I want to know, you know, we've talked about a lot of things here and, you know, talking about your, you know, cultivating your own positive mindset and, and listening to that negative voice, you know, overcoming that negative inner self-talk. But what's, what else would you say or what else would you point to, um, you know, towards elevating your own life on a daily basis?
1: I think it's important to spend some time um, – Spend some time really working on yourself and just asking yourself, how can I continue to get better? You know, I mean, actually focus on that as a topic on a regular basis. I think it's very helpful also to spend time looking back um, every week or every couple weeks. Don't, don't wait too long and look back and say, hey, what could I do better? What are some things that went really well? What are some things that could be improved on? Uh, what are some things that are preventing me from reaching my big goals? So investing a little bit of time and a little bit of effort in reflecting and thinking, how am I going to continuously improve here?
0: That's awesome. I love the concept of not waiting too long to ask this question too. Yeah. So you have the opportunity of course correcting and and improving, you know, so you can get it right. You take the feedback and act on it immediately. I love that. That's awesome. Talk to me about how do you best elevate others around you?
1: By serving, by giving. I think those are the two big ways. I, I call myself a servant leader which means I uh, lead them by uh, serving them, by adding value to them, helping them grow, helping them get to a better place and achieve their goals. And by doing that and, and showing leadership qualities along the way, I'm able to grow people and I benefit from that as well. Um, and, you know, by giving of myself, by giving my time, Um, resources, and um, building relationships with people.
0: That's awesome. Making investments in others, you know, always pays a great, you know, return. And it's not for that. You shouldn't look at it for that return, but you know, it, it returns in their life. Most importantly, and then they want to come back and they want to give to you. So I think it's great. And, uh, you know, a great reminder for us to all be servant leaders, you know, do things without any expectation of return. And, and it's amazing what you can create and, and a great legacy that you can create. And, uh, Adam, tell me, do you have any, uh, parting thoughts of word or words of wisdom for elevate nation today?
1: Tyler, I, I really like what you said about taking action. So my parting thought would be, uh, If there's something out there that you're not sure you can do, um, you're, you're a bit afraid of, identify that, think about some steps you could take to break through that and actually do it. Go take some action and make something happen. Be aware of how good that feels. That accomplishment will help propel you further forward. Then you can find bigger goals to go after. And now you've just taken your first step.
0: That's amazing. I, I, I could not have said it better myself. And I know I've said that so many times in the show, uh, because you're, you're speaking so much truth here. It is all about taking action. Of course, you want to educate yourself. But most importantly, you want to take inspired, you know, directed action towards creating exactly what you want in your life, thinking about that why developing that why and then developing a system and a strategy behind that. And most importantly, taking massive action on that. So Adam, this has been an absolute blast spending time with you tonight. Uh, and I'd love to know, you know, what's the what's the best way the Elevate Nation can stay in contact with you and follow you along your journey?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Tyler. I have really enjoyed this. This has been awesome. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you can reach me at TGWIPodcast.com. That's Tech Guys Who Invest, TGWIPodcast.com. Uh, you can email me at adam at dreamstoneinvest.com. And, um, you can find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, but LinkedIn's my preference. So you'll probably
0: find me easiest there. Love it. And then also I want to make a mention that Tech Guys Who Invest has a free ebook coming soon, which I was blessed enough to contribute to, which hopefully that's useful. And I know that they're going to have a lot of uh, gold nuggets of real estate investing wisdom there. So be on the lookout there and they can get that on your website soon. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That'll be coming out. We're planning to release it um, at the end of February. So I don't know when this will release, but I'm guessing it'll probably be available by the time this goes out.
0: Yes, I think so. I think that is a good guess there. And, you know, I really want to encourage Elevate Nation to reach out to Adam and his team and definitely check out his ebook there, because I know it's going to be super valuable. And what we talked about today was really the psychology behind the success of real estate investing. You know, if you really want to create that practical, you know, the practicality behind cash flow and and wealth creation and, you know, abundance, really, you got to start here and you got to be thinking about your why. And I want to encourage you to re-listen to this show because Adam's really shared so much wisdom and so many actionable, you know, insights that you really need to capture on paper. And I and I really encourage you to do that. But you know, it's also important for you to, you know, to take that massive action as Adam was mentioning. And I've been saying this for a few times now, but you know, some of the ways that I see you can take massive action is to infer your own wisdom through this show. I mean, what did you what what sort of nuggets did you you know, identify through listening to this conversation, brainstorm there, prioritize, put things on the schedule, put things on your calendar, you know, hey, here's when I'm going to do this, find leverage, who else can you partner with? Who else can you, you know, find to help you on your team? And, you know, outsource certain tasks that maybe aren't in your unique ability, or so on and so forth. Find accountability partners, course correct, you will make those mistakes, look back and say, hey, what can I do better? How can I improve? Um, And I definitely encourage you to share this message with one friend, at least, and let them know, hey, what did you learn in this conversation? What can you do to anchor your own understanding and to help someone else? Because like we said, when you invest in other people, you know, it returns not only for them, but for yourself. And, you know, with that said, Adam, this has been an absolute blast. I really, really appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thanks again, Tyler. It's my pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And Elevate Nation, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.